Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Small Business Digest Radio. My name is Don Mazzella, and I am your host for a program devoted to identifying strategies and suggestions to help small business managers increase profits, add sales, better manage cash flow, improve employee management, and streamline operations. Our guests are other entrepreneurs and experts offering their solutions to the problems and opportunities facing small business leaders. Our aim in each program is to provide one or two thought-provoking ideas or suggestions. So follow us on Twitter at hashtag 2SBDigest or at our website at www.smallbusinessdigest.net You know, I just made a correction on our billboard uh, for our for the company uh, of our first guest, and it's it's rightside.co. Now, uh, I'm sure somebody's going to come in and say, "Gee, that's a mistake. You left out the M." But our guest, Bill Bill Glenn, who's VP of Marketing for Rightside, will tell us why it's it's correct. But before we do, we'd like him to tell us a little bit about himself personally, which we always ask our guests. Welcome to Hi, the Don. program. Thank you so much. It's great to be here and great to be uh, joining your audience today. Thrilled to be able to talk about um, what is a really exciting uh, new program with new domain endings or new domain extensions beyond the traditional .com, .net, .org. But as you said, just a little bit about, about me specifically, um, what I love about this program is I actually grew up um, in my teenage years working for my family's small um, roofing business in the greater Chicagoland area. And I've had a knack since then for working with either startup organizations or small businesses to think about how um, even in a resource-strapped environment or if you're going up against bigger competitors, what are the strategic initiatives that you can take on or what are the more scrappy ways that you can think about growing your business uh, to compete with some of those larger competitors out there or more established brands. So it's a great opportunity for me to be here today personally, and hopefully I can impart some knowledge to other small business owners and entrepreneurs that will be helpful for them. Well, obviously you know your subject, you know how to uh, present it, so go right ahead. Tell us about uh, this wonderful new world, which I frankly uh, don't understand, but a lot, and, a, and a lot of people have asked us about. Absolutely, and may, maybe just a, a quick refresher on the history of domain. So, um, as it's hard to believe that really the internet has only been around for just over 20 years, um, but what's been most interesting about that is domain names themselves have really stayed stagnant over that time period. So it wasn't really until about 18 months ago, we're, we're roughly approaching uh, two years, but, but really just in the last couple of years, what we've seen is that there's been a new opportunity to launch new domain endings. And what we mean by that are things right, that are to the right of the dot. So when you think about .com, .net, .org, those have been more the traditional domain names. Now, in just the last year and a half, um, the governing body of the Internet, ICANN, it's an acronym, um, it, they actually have um, allowed organizations 
um, to bid on and buy certain domain endings and own the rights to be able to resell those domain endings into the public market. And so um, there's been a plethora of new domain extensions, roughly about um, 500 that have now entered the market in the last uh, roughly uh, 18 months. Some of the ones that RightSide owns, because we're, in, we're a registry operator of roughly 39 of those new domain extensions, are domains like .live, .rocks, .social, .video, .news. All of those are um, part of an intentional strategy that we had where we really thought about how the Internet is going to evolve and how digital and um, the Internet community is going to come together. But we also own uh, more traditional um, professional domain endings that I think are perfect for small businesses as well, like .attorney, .lawyer, .dentist, .consulting, and .vet. Now, those are just some examples of ones that RightSide owns, but we're not the only game in town. And I think what's important for people to understand is that there are many new choices out there, and there are choices that are perfect for branding their small business online. So whether that is um, a business that is starting out from scratch and looking for their first domain, and if their .com isn't available, now they have great new opportunities to think about alternatives to a .com if that .com has already been taken. Also, for those businesses that are already established and were lucky enough to get their .com years ago, people in, in um, innovative ways are thinking about how to use these new domain extensions to increase their search engine optimization, to increase their rankings on Google, to think about how they direct their traffic with more memorable, more specific calls to action using new domain extensions. And I'll, I'll use a very specific example. So um, in particular, there's an organization that you might all have heard of called McDonald's, small brand, as everybody might know. McDonald's, though, specifically in Austria, uh, while they have McDonald's.com, has now used Big Mac.rocks as a really interesting pr uh, product promotion, and they're driving all of their traffic to BigMac.rocks because it's a much more memorable and specific place to take their audience around and full-on advertising campaign throughout the country of Austria. So it's, a great, it's just a great example of how one big brand that already has a .com can think about complementary domains and using these new extensions as ways to drive traffic to a very specific part of their website and get the information across to their audience about what specifically they want to offer. Let me interrupt you here, uh, uh, Bill, and ask you a couple, uh, uh, a couple of questions. Number Absolutely. one, you said there were about 500, but um, could I go, for instance, go to ICANN and ask for one that says .mozilla? Uh, for instance. Or yeah, it's a great question. And and so uh, basically what happens, uh, I, I guess the short answer is no. From a personal perspective, um, organizations are not able to go directly to, I, or I should say individuals and organizations are not able to go directly to ICANN to ask unless you are actually talking about a specific brand. So there are, there are um, applications that individual brands can go through to ask for their own domain extension. There are costs involved with that, of course, in um, getting your own brands. And roughly about 325 brands have now gone through the process of buying up their specific brands. So that what that means is 
their brand is now actually replaces the .com on the right side of the dot. So a good example of that is larger companies um, are going through this process right now because it can be a fairly expensive proposition um, to, to actually buy your specific brand for the right side of the dot. But companies like Volkswagen, Tiffany, Alibaba, um, these are all brands that have recently bought. But as I said, about only 300 brands to date have bought their specific brand for the right side of the dot. But there, are, So there are about 500 that are available to small business. Uh, uh, you, you named uh, – did I hear you correctly? Yeah, so what 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 the difference between the um the domains is that there are branded domains like I mentioned there's roughly, you know, 325 brands that have gone out and bought their dot brand mm-hmm. whatever that specific brand is. But right. what we're talking about the 500 that are available and there there will continue to be more that are coming online over the next few years um are what we call generic new top-level domains, or GTLDs as an acronym. And those are the ones that are more, uh, I guess, if you will, sort of vertically, either vertically oriented to a specific um, industry. Like I, like I mentioned, the ones we own are like dot .attorney, dot .lawyer, and dot .dentist. But there's also more horizontal ones like dot .live, dot .rocks, dot .online, dot .photography, dot .studio, um, those so some of those we own, some of those we don't, but they're more horizontal in nature that allow people to use them um, to help in branding their business. So they may choose to put their brand on the left side of the dot, and then if they're, for example, if they happen to be a um, an organization that um, runs a yoga studio, it might be Joe's Joe dot Yoga uh, or or Joe, I'm sorry Joe Yoga dot Studio would be a great example of a yoga studio that wants to take advantage of the word studio, mm. but they don't want to brand themselves as a .com because .studio is a more memorable and more specific way of branding their business, and it makes it easier for their audience to recognize that, in fact, this is a yoga studio and they don't need to read any more information on Google or look through the yellow pages to understand, oh, I think this is a yoga studio. Hmm. But um, now, uh, now, for instance, let's talk. Uh, suppose I wanted to to do small business digest dot radio. Um, is that a, uh, how would I go about finding it if there is a dot radio and if it uh, is available? Yeah, great question. And so, um, you know, specifically the of the you know, roughly 500 that are out there, they are covering things like .tv, .online, .video, .news. I actually can't um, speak directly to .radio. I'm not sure if that one is available. But, um, but to your point, where people go to buy these um, are where people are what are called in our industry registrars. And some of the more well-known registrars that are out there, probably a lot of your audience will know these, are Name.com, N-A-M-E.com, as well as GoDaddy. And then RightSide, as, as an organization, partners with hundreds, um, if not thousands, of registrar partners that are out there. And we actually created a website called registrars.rocks, and that's R-E-G-I-S-T-R-A-R-S dot rocks. And that lists um, roughly the you know couple hundred reg- uh, registrars that we partner with, where individuals, small business owners, entrepreneurs can go from a retail perspective and go look for their .coms, but also go look for 
any of these new domain extensions as well. And I should mention that the price of new domain extensions, especially for the dot-coms that have been taken up, are much more attractive these days than, um, than ones that are either not available or are high-priced because um, they have such rich keyword terms. So the average mm -hmm. price of new domains is about $20 per year, and then you, you renew every year. But, um, but I, think there's, um, an un yeah, I think there's a lack of understanding out there that um, to, to brand your business with a new domain extension is not a costly proposition, and it's very easy to do at places like Name.com and GoDaddy. It's, uh, you know, it to buy the domain and to set it up is you know, a process that can take just a few minutes. Well, it, it sounds interesting. Well, please continue. There's, there's more ins and outs, and we have time to, to learn more because obviously you know what you're talking about, and this is a subject that we really need to go into more detail. Absolutely. I think you know one of the key takeaways for small business owners to think about is how you get innovative using this new asset. Because I think what's really interesting is, you know, as I started this conversation, most small businesses, if they're starting, you know, either now or just in the last few years, they missed out on that opportunity to get their perfect .com, and maybe that brand is or that their particular brand in a .com extension is already taken, and so I think it gives the you know the new business owner or somebody who's thinking about starting a business soon, or even just an individual who's trying to brand themselves online like a blogger, um, because we know blogging has taken off so much lately, or somebody that's getting into the live streaming community, um, we're seeing that people want to brand not only their businesses, but themselves online in a much more memorable and much more specific way. A good example of that, Al Roker has just launched a new platform. He's now out using a new domain extension. Just today, um, the Jacksons um, from the music industry um, have just created a new website, and they're using the Jacksons.live um, as, uh, as their branding opportunity. But big brands like Apple, Amazon, Google, they are all now starting to, to use these new domain extensions. Apple is using Apple.news. Google has just launched a new website called Unfiltered.news. Amazon has a great website where they actually compile their, some of their funniest customer reviews, and they use funny.reviews as a, uh, a great website to send their customers to to engage with them in a, in a much more um, uh, uh, conversational fashion than more of a professional fashion. It starts to build some good camaraderie between their customers and themselves. So I bring up those examples for small businesses to think about because you too can use new domain extensions as ways to not only build your specific company brand, but also as more memorable, more specific calls to actions on billboards, on your online advertising, in your print advertising, um, as well as in your social media. And I think that those are some of the more interesting trends of how new domains are, are being used. And, and if I can, I would just want to talk specifically about the social media trend in particular. So what we're seeing is there are a number of new social media platforms that are being launched every day. So whether you're out on the more traditional ones like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or if you're thinking about new opportunities with Instagram, Pinterest, um, Snapchat, those are all some of the new domain ex or sorry, the new platforms that are out there. But for small businesses, it's getting really hard to think about where do you direct your traffic and where do you direct your audience because 
each of the, the, um, the domain names and the URLs that are being used for each one of those platforms is hard to remember. It's often lengthy, and it's not easy for a small business to advertise. So what we're seeing small businesses do is they're creating one microsite, and they're branding it with their brand.social, and then they aggregate each one of their social media channels. They actually just put an image of each of their social channels like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, on, on that one single page, and then they direct all of their traffic to that one single dot social page, and then it allows their customers to go out and then look at the individual um, uh, social media platform, like they'll jump, jump out from there to Facebook, or they'll jump out from there to YouTube, and then they'll follow those companies there. But rather than the company have to spend all their time and energy trying to market and trying to promote you know, seven different social media platforms, they can now just pick their brand.social, set up that microsite with all their different social media channels on one page, and drive all their traffic to that one page so that they can get all of their, um, their audience to a single location that's really easy to remember. Wow. That's, that's really interesting. Uh, it, so now, I'm a small business. I want to do the... Uh, do, do you provide any help in, 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 for a small business in figuring out what to do if they go to your site, or do they have to figure it out themselves? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'll, I'll say this. What RightSide does is we offer what we're providing is information and, and really giving examples of how these new domain extensions are being used. And we created a website um, that's uh, really a, a great educational tool, and it's called um, showcase.ninja, N-I-N-J-A. And it actually shows all the different small businesses, large businesses from various industries and how they're using, and even individuals, how they're using these new domain extensions to promote themselves online. But in terms of actually, you know, kind of getting up, getting started, building a website, those are the registrar partners that do that. They can help you set up the new domain. Um, so, again, places like name.com, um, GoDaddy, enom, E-N-O-M.com is another one that, uh, that organizations can use. But go to those places, and they have resources and tools and individuals, customer care organizations that can help you either get your website set up or get your um, new domain or your existing domain pointed in the right direction. Hmm. Again, your website, uh, uh, Bill? Our website and, uh, is, yep, is, is rightside.co. Um, not .com, but rightside.co. Um, and, um, and if you're interested in following us on our blog, we're actually at rightside.news. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at rightside.social. Bill Glenn, VP of Marketing for Rightside, thank you for joining us today. Uh, I know I learned a lot. I'm going to go back on the site as soon as I finish this program because I have to really figure, uh, decide what some changes in what I do. Thank you again. Thank you, Don. Thanks, everyone. Our next guest is Jackie Breslin. She's an ex uh, HR management expert and a lot more. Jackie, welcome to the program. Hi, great to be here. Well, um, we always ask uh, um, our guests first to say a little bit about themselves personally before we discuss anything else, and you have a really red-hot topic to talk about. 
Okay, well, I'll get started on, you know, the intro so we can get to the good stuff. So I've been in human resources. Well, I think for, the good stuff. I think the good stuff is you learning personally about you. Perfect. So I've been in uh, human resources for over 20 years, and I've spent the last 15 years working with small to medium-sized businesses, helping them manage their HR needs. I work for Trinet, and we are a professional employer organization, and our work includes supporting our clients with a full suite of HR. Um, including payroll and benefits, technology, HR consulting, including HR compliance. So that's where I come in. I'm super passionate about making small businesses smart about human resources, um, including their management team. So I believe HR is everybody's job, not just you know one person in the company. Thank and you the changing for your patience HR... is appreciated. Please. Hello. Hi. Can you still hear me? Can you hear me? I sure can. I can hear you, Don. I don't know what that was all about. Yeah. But okay. anyway, that was... I'm sorry to interrupt okay, we'll you. Keep... Yeah, no no problem. So the, the changing, I was saying that the changing HR laws and regulations keep us incredibly busy and consulting with our clients, making sure that they're up to date on compliance information. And I don't think there's been, uh, you know, a more exciting time to be in HR with everything that's changing right now. Okay. So now uh, a lot of things are changing. In particular, um, the um, certainly about uh, maternity and other things. Now the floor is all yours, so please uh, go right ahead. So I think you know one of the one of the most um, interesting and provocative changes that we're seeing right now in the HR arena are changes to paid parental leave laws. So recently, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors approved the paid parental leave ordinance, and it's really it's so groundbreaking because it's the first of its kind. And leave it to San Francisco to um, to lead the way. I do work in the San Francisco Bay Area, so I'm especially, um, you know, attuned to what's going on here, although I support clients everywhere, but San Francisco always is an interesting spot to practice HR. But the ordinance will require employers to supplement the benefits currently available under state law when an employee is taking time off to bond with a newborn. And and employers, this is the part that's so interesting and, and new, is that employers must make up the difference between an employee's regular wages and the partial, partial wage replacement benefits provided under California Paid Family Leave Program when an employee, and that can be a mom or a dad, takes time to bond with a new child. And, and the payment must last for up, up to six weeks. And um, New York also um, has passed uh, something similar, and for full and part-time employees beginning in January 1st of 2018, um, they're, and if an employee's been there for six months, it will give them an entitlement for time off to, to bond with a new child or care for a sick family member and pay them half their salaries for the duration of the entitlement. And that, that pay will also come from it. That pay will come from a state-run program. So San Francisco is asking employers to pitch in and pay employees, and New York is creating a state fund to pay employees when it comes to to baby bonding. So, um, you know, again, a lot a lot going on in this arena. They're they're future dated programs. Um, the San Francisco program 
the, it will, the first, it has a, a tiered implementation system so that the first ordinance takes effect January 1st, 2017 for employers with 50 or more employees. And then on July 1st, 2017 for employees with 30, for employers with 35 or more employees. And then on January 1, 2018 with employees, uh, with employers with 20 or more employees. And those counts are done na nationwide. So an employer who has 49 employees, you know, in um, Arizona and one employee working in San Francisco to get that 50 number will we'll have to comply with this law. But what I don't understand uh, in all of this, I mean, uh, the government is in effect saying, uh, and, and by the way, when you, when you appeared about it, you have no idea the number of emails I've gotten on this subject. It, 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 it seems like uh, it's forcing the employer to dig into his or her own pocket to, to do something which is a social, uh, um, which is a social measure, and it seems unfair. Uh, so I, yeah. I have, I, I happen to, we we don't have that problem in any way, but it just seems so unfair. Okay, well let's you know let's dig into that a little bit more. I mean that's that's there are so there are a number of points of views points of view on this topic, ranging from you know the one you've shared to uh, employers saying, well we you know we already do this. We're already making sure that when an employees take time off to bond with a newborn child, we're we're making up their salary or we're paying their salary depending on what city and state there are and what the you know what the state program might be. Um, so I think that it's a again it's like back to the idea of the hot topic. There are varying opinions on this, and I think the important thing is how you know how you how the employer is feeling about this. While interesting, they're still going to have to comply, and this yeah. is this is here to stay. Like this is like this, you know New York and San Francisco, um, you know just you know the first two that we're seeing that we're seeing. But as trends would have it, once these major metropolitan areas change laws like this, we, we, you know, things will follow suit. We definitely saw it with paid sick leave. San Francisco was the first city to, you know, provide paid sick leave. Now there are, you know, four states and I think over, you know, 30 cities and municipalities that now require paid sick leave. And, you know, things changing, that, that changing every day, Santa, the city of Santa Monica, California, and then also Los Angeles have just passed new ordinances on their own sick leave laws. Well, right, and, and you're absolutely right. And we know that this is the trend. Um, yeah. Uh, the interesting thing, everybody, everybody seems to put everything, uh, everything at 50 and below um, as as the cutoff point for uh, uh, as another thing, which means that uh, employers uh, are smart to stay 50 employees or less, um, uh, or to set up two or three different companies. Do you see that happening? So I so. It's so that's a, a great question. So the the fifty employer or less, I do um, have I have had companies talk to me about that from a compliance standpoint that they they hover in the forties because of the complexity of being a fifty plus employer. Um, while I'm certain there are companies who stay who have multiple entities created, so therefore they their compliance 
uh, is not as complex. I think that that doesn't always work. I've seen cases where somebody's been, you know, it's been determined that even multiple entities because of um, shared ownership, the compliance needs to happen on the HR side. So I think that that's, um, I you know, would definitely get a good advisor if a company is thinking about doing the multiple companies to make sure they don't end up where they don't, they don't want to be. The, well, the, can I, can the, I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. If I if I use Trinet for as a PEO for my employees, um, uh, in effect, I, I immediately come under it because there's 50 or more employees in your network. Am I correct, or am I wrong on that? Um, the it, it doesn't work quite like that. So a, a client is looked at as their own entity. So if they have 20 employees, it's looked at the 20 employees, although we have hundreds of thousands of employees, so that they stay independent in that realm. Uh, thank you for clearing that up. Somebody wrote right across the, my screen just now, uh, if I uh, use a PEO, am I, uh, uh, and you just answered the question. No, so I, I can use yeah. PEO. Oh. I'm sorry to keep interrupting you. This is such an important subject. You have no idea um, when we do our focus groups, this often comes with these types of problems. Uh, is there any way of mitigating these maternity, uh, these laws, in your view? Um, I don't. I don't think you can. I mean, I think especially, I mean, there's, I guess a start is to try to work, you know, have um, employees in cities and states that are not heavily regulated, right? There are certain, we, we see a lot of action, California, New York, Massachusetts, um, not, as much, not as much regulation in other states. So that's, you know, one, one approach. Um, but I think at the end of the day, we will all need to face this because the, the, even the momentum federally is to move towards family-friendly parental leave policies that include either time off with job protection for even the smallest of businesses, um, you know, or up to, you know, paid employers contributing towards, you know, time off to care for family members. Mm. You know, I, I have to tell you, uh, my, my sister-in-law um, um, is at a, uh, at a relatively small firm, has 78 employees, and she's gone through cancer for the last three years. And it's been amazing how the, the small company has gone above and beyond anything that was required by law. But, the, but what impressed me is it's something they want to do rather than they have to do. And uh, I guess I'm of that school. I'd much rather be, do it because I want to do it rather than I have to do it. And that's what, what uh, often a lot, a lot of small business owners say. Uh, do you see um, uh, your, your clients uh, going beyond what's uh, required? Yes, we frequently do. It, um, it is fantastic to see just exactly what you said, what, what you described is also my experience, that small businesses are fantastic to work for because the, the retention of their employees is maybe even more important 
than to a company that has thousands of employees that maybe, you know, they feel like they can, you know, find the next software program programmer easily. When you're in a 78-person firm, every single person is contributing and important. And the retention of those colleagues and the care and nurturing of those colleagues is is incredibly important. So we do see clients going above and beyond. We, we see clients who have for years provided paid parental leave. And, you know, some of the motivation for doing that is to be able to attract employees who would go to work for, you know, Google or Facebook or some other big, especially in the Bay Area, um, organization, you know, who would who's easily attract talent in many cases. Um, so that's, so we, we, we do see that, and it's great. Well, um, uh, another thing, uh, we're, we're enter- we obviously now are in the three or four generation workforce uh, in terms of uh, there's four generations sometimes in workforce. <clears throat> the younger people, uh, at the same time, uh, our, the average age for, for giving birth has moved up in the United States. Um, uh, the uh, so that people oftentimes are in, in jobs. If the study I've just seen um, is true, uh, that they're in a job longer before they have the first baby. Women, obviously, um, but uh, they're in a job longer um, before having the first baby, and often are higher in the in the, uh, the corporate uh, chain. Uh, uh, chain of command than before. Do you see this mm-hmm. happening and and uh, uh, the, the differences in it? So I, I I love this. I feel like I could talk about this all day. Um, yes. So you so such a good point. Multiple generations in the workforce. Children are born in several of those bands of generations many of them being women in management and in leadership. And it goes back to the fact that the idea that you you want those leaders to come back into the workplace, you want this to be an easy decision for them. Um, you, you want them to not be worried about, you know, the financial aspect of stepping out of the workforce, even if it's just for a maternity leave of, of 12 weeks. And same thing, you know, with a with a dad who's facing this too. Um, so we, we, yes, that we see um, children being born of, you know, with management and leaders, you know, more so even than we did in the past. And it does well, happen, know, it does happen in other bands of employees too. Sure. Well, you know, the, the funny point, Marissa Meyer, the president of Yahoo, came back to work mm-hmm. after uh, what was it, a week? Uh, yeah, at home I think so. Had a, right. And I had a bathroom and a basement built into our office. Someone said facetiously that um, uh, 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 somebody's going to write a law requiring that for all. But the interesting thing is that the uh, actually I just saw a statistic across the wire uh, yesterday that the number of uh, – uh, companies with uh, nurseries and other uh, child care had actually decreased in 2015, um, uh, mainly based on uh, 
uh, need. Are you familiar with any of that, or do you want? Would you like to comment? I hate to keep putting you on the spot like this. You, you're mm-hmm. doing a great job. Um, it no, just no, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, no, your questions are great. Um, I love them. So I, I would like to comment on that. I think that the the trend of the trend of you know in in house um, sort of in company childcare or daycare is something that really has not built momentum. I mean, it got a lot of attention. I feel like in the '90s and even in the '80s that that was like the way the construction companies were going. And while you'll still see pockets of that, that's really not how care, for the majority of employees the type of care that they're choosing for their for their children no nor have i you know talked to clients who that's the direction they're going for family friendly policies um and i think you know i think it's because it's a really big undertaking and the liability is really um you know more than most companies are willing to take on so this is this the laws that we're seeing are another sort of avenue to that, giving, you know, giving the employees the support that they need from a financial standpoint so they can, one of the things is so they can arrange, you know, great child care for when they come back to work, giving them some time to do that. Uh, you know, uh, in New York City, and I, I'm told uh, um, uh, in, the very, in the wealthier neighborhoods, uh, you, you see uh, nannies oftentimes um, uh, uh, from a poorer countries like Ecuador, et cetera, uh, uh, pushing the children, and they all congregate in the, in the parks, et cetera. It's, uh, it's a whole different world, and I, I think um, uh, uh, smaller companies really need to figure out uh, what they need to do to uh, uh, adjust to it. Uh, as we near the end of uh, our time, oh, Jackie, give us the th- three things that you would tell small businesses to do in, uh, to make sure that they're in compliance or, or know what, what to do. What would you do, say to, some, to our audience? Okay, so I would say sort of like start, start where you are. So take a look at your current policies. Pull those up, dust those off if you haven't looked at them yet. Um, maybe you don't. Maybe there's not even a policy, but but start where you are, looking at the current policies. Take a look at the laws and regulations that impact family leave. So that could be your, you know, your um, your health insurance benefit programs might have an impact on this. Your time off policies. Are you in an area where you need to give paid sick leave? And then compare those to the um, the state regulations that you're about to um, meet, depending on where you are, but about the, the piece that you need, the pieces that you need to comply with. Do a gap analysis on what you have and what's missing, and then start to close those gaps. So do you need to create a new time-off policy that is explicitly explains what will happen if an employee has a newborn and how the company will support that? Um, you know, talk, look at um, do you have other programs in place that support parents who are going, who are taking time off, um, such as an employee assistance program that can help, you know, locate childcare as a resource for, you know, information for new for new parents. Um, so take take a look at those things too. So that's what I would recommend. Look at where you are now. Um, to review what state 
and state and city and any federal laws that you need to comply with, and then do that gap analysis and then close the gap by creating, you know, creating policies and practices um, to get into compliance. Okay. Jackie, again, the name of your company and uh, how people could reach you or them? So I am with Trinet, and we are found at trinet.com. And there you'll see lots of great information, including um, compliance information. We have a, a blog that keeps, you know, keeps everybody up to date on what's going on. So you find us there. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, how do you spell Trinet? T-R-I-N-E-T. Dot com. Dot um, com. This is, a radio, this is a radio program. We want to make sure we uh, spell it out. Jackie, please come back again next uh, soon and tell us more. You, uh, I certainly learned a lot, and I hope our audience did as well. Thanks very much, and I'd love to come back. Okay. Thank you. Our next guest is Tom Sakowiak. Um, I'm sure I'm uh, botching the name. Uh, he's CTO of Birch Communication. So, Tom, tell us how to properly pronounce your name, and welcome to the program. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Tom Stahoviak. Okay. I'm sorry. To, uh, everybody mangles my name on occasion. I'm sorry I mangled yours. Oh, no but, problem. Okay. Uh, Tom, uh, welcome to the program. Before we do anything else, Tell us a little bit about yourself personally so the audience gets a little flavor of who you are before we get into anything else. Okay. So I'm a Chief Technology Officer at Birch Communications. I've been with Birch for uh, 10, 10, more than 10 years right now. I held a number of different positions at Birch, uh, usually in technology areas and network operations, engineering, IT. And, and right now, as we kind of as the te convergence uh, trends uh, occur in telecommunication industry, uh, the company consolidated all the all the technology under a single umbrella. And uh, and a year ago, I've taken over as a, a, a it was a newly created position of chief, chief technology officer, and uh, and and again, uh, just just trying to uh, synergize and take advantage of the new trends and uh, and 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 convergence of different different areas within not just telecommunication but IT industries. So what does Birch Communications do? Well, Birch Communication is an interesting company. We've been uh, growing very rapidly in the last seven years. We are we're ten times bigger from a revenue perspective than we were seven years ago. Uh, and but but and, and we kind of started as a CLEC, as a you know traditional, uh, originally only voice uh, telecommunication provider. Uh, then of course we've, we we we've added data that was uh, years ago, of course. But right now, as kind of industry is going through this inflection point, we're trying to uh, tra transform ourselves from a traditional tele voice and data telecommunication provider into a, a one-stop shop for small and medium businesses for all their technology needs. So to become a technology service provider. So not only voice and data, but hosted IT services, infrastructure as a service, essentially everything that small, small and medium businesses need from a, from a, to, to satisfy their technology need, technology requirements. And, and why, why did you uh, decide to do that? 
Uh, well, this is, uh, I think, a, a growing need in, in small and medium businesses uh, area. They, you know, are they looking for uh, just a single partner instead of instead of dealing with a number of different vendors. It's so much easier for them to uh, to deal with with just a single company, and it avoids in 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 the situations where there are trouble problems or you know quality issues. It, it avoids any kind of finger pointing. They have. They have one contact, one one uh, one company to go to to resolve all all their issues. Okay, so I'm a small company. How do you resolve our issues? Of you're right about the need, but how do you resolve it? Well, you you have one one person one you know number to call, and they will kind of diagnose the problem uh, regardless of where it resides. And then they were they will kind of if it's not a simple fix, then they will quickly route the uh, the issue to the right department to the to to, to the people who, who have the right skill set, and sometimes if the problem is you know maybe related with with uh, a couple of different issues, they will kind of also coordinate between those different areas to make sure that your issue is resolved in a timely in a timely manner. Okay, um, uh, let's talk a little further. I've got my problem with my. Uh, uh, are you an ISP? Do you provide uh, 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 online services? Do you provide uh, telephone service? What What are some of the things that you provide um, that I, as a small business, need? Well, so uh, it starts with, of course, with data. So we we offer a, 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 a wide range of different data products. Uh, it, uh, it's then it's it's voice, and it's again a, a number of different options, starting from the good old pods lines to uh, to advanced unified communication as a service type of type of offerings, hosted PBX with with additional capabilities for uh, for for collaboration. Uh, and then we also offer a host of uh, kind of hosted IT services. So again, infrastructure as a service, virtual machines, uh, cloud computing, uh, the uh, storage options, storage uh, both uh, both just just file type of storage, also backup services, uh, and also uh, also network management services. We'll we'll watch your network and we'll ensure that it's up and running and we'll. Uh, will uh, respond quickly if we see a problem and 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 at least notify you if not if not and if 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 it's within our control we'll start the uh, troubleshooting uh, process as well well let me ask you the the, the other question do i save money doing it this way because uh, that's what just came across my desk this is all very nice but does it save money Absolutely, bundling of these services is a is a big incentive for 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 the customer. Uh, it it you know it it since we offer it all, we can do it more efficiently, and and we pass these savings, these cost savings to customers. Uh, so when they bundle our services, they can they can they can pay less. Mm. Well, does it matter where you are? Where are you located? Uh, our headquarters is in Atlanta, and we have a, a number of different locations. We have two major operational centers, and in, uh, in, one is in Macon, Georgia. The, the other one is in, is in Emporia, Kansas. But uh, we also just acquired a company in Canada, so we have a, a, a you know a presence in, in, in Canada. Uh, but uh, but our network is uh, is uh, our network footprint is pretty large and covers uh, probably uh, you know roughly half of the country. And then, and then we have the hosted products are, are 
are available nationwide, such as, again, infrastructure as a service, a hosted PBX that are available, available nationwide. Okay. Um, uh, I guess I have two more questions. How do you, um, uh, what do you see are the two biggest problems facing small business today in your area? Um, two biggest well, problems. Uh, I, I think it's the, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, uh, I think that the, the biggest problem, as as the wor- the world is is becoming more and more technology oriented, is is for the small businesses to kind of keep up and 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 develop the the, the technical expertise to to be able to to compete. And uh, and I think this is the area where we can help and uh, and kind of they can outsource part of this expertise and let us do a lot of things for them so they don't have to worry about them. But uh, of course, it won't eliminate the need for for the businesses to uh, to, to 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 continue to uh, build on that expertise and develop their technical technical and technical skills. But it, but at least it kind of it, it helps and 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 we can we can do a lot of things to assist in this process. So that's probably number one. Uh, 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 number two, um, hmm, that's a that's that's a more difficult one. Um, uh, I, I I think it's still you know just so, sorting out between too many kind of options. There are there are so many different options available to them, and uh, and, uh, and 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 they they struggle. I think assessing strengths and weaknesses of different ones, and and um, and and choosing the best the best one for their needs. Well, um, okay. Uh, Tom, w- one last question. How do people reach you or, or your company? Uh, so uh, we are, you know, our website is at birch.com, and, uh, and there is a contact us section there, and they can reach us through a variety of the different methods. Well, Tom, th- thanks again for being with us, telling us a little bit more. Uh, and I hope uh, you'll come again soon, and we'll talk again. Thank you. Thank you for listening tonight. All of our guests are invited because they offer actionable advice to our audience. They do not pay to join us, but rather demonstrate their capacity for helping our audience add profits. Thank you for listening, and we'll be here again next week with other experts to talk about ways to improve your profit picture. Remember, we're here every week at blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. If you like what you heard today, tell others about our efforts. If you'd like to be a guest or suggest topics for future hours, email me at info at smallbusinessdigest.net That's info at smallbusinessdigest.net We would also like to remind listeners that besides our radio efforts, Small Business Digest comes to you via the web, through our video channel, and in our magazine. You can subscribe for any or all of these by going to smallbusinessdigest.net That's smallbusinessdigest.net. Thank you, and have a good day.